What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. All right, guys, how we doing? Uh, obviously, you can probably tell in my voice I'm kind of not completely with it right now. Obviously, yesterday, one of the greatest athletes of all time was in a horrible car accident in Los Angeles, Tiger Woods was in a really bad crash and suffered some really bad injuries to his leg. And honestly, like, it made my stomach completely drop. Like, it was like, just like too soon after we've lost Kobe and then like to see like an image like that about Tiger Woods, like in a car wreck, like it sent me into a really bad mood for the rest of the day and still in a weird mood right now because of it. he's one of my father's favorite athletes ever especially in this generation. And Tiger is someone that has had quite the redemption in life. And I've been a fan of his because of my dad for a really long time in my own life. And he's someone that I've looked to for inspiration. He's someone that was able to overcome a lot of adversity and his own demons because at the end of the day he's human and just because he has like nearly one of the best careers in the history of a sport he's human at the end of the day and things can happen at any moment that we've seen with Kobe RIP to Kobe and this like would have been catastrophic if he was not okay. So the latest update was tweeted from his Twitter account last night. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll sum it up for you guys. He basically had surgery immediately at a UCLA medical center in Los Angeles. There were open fractures affecting both the upper and lower portions of the tibia and fibula bones, and they were stabilized by inserting a rod into the tibia. Additional injuries to the bones of the foot and ankle were stabilized with a combination of screws and pins. Trauma to the muscle and soft tissue of the leg required surgical release of the covering of the muscles to relieve pressure due to swelling. And that was a statement from Anish Mahajan, MD, Chief Medical Officer and Interim CEO at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. So they tweeted that on Tiger's account at 12.30 this morning. And it also says he's currently awake, responsive, and recovering in the hospital room. Thank you to the wonderful doctors and hospital staff at Harbor UCLA Medical Center, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, and the Fire Department. Your support and assistance has been outstanding. 
and then says there are no further updates at this time. We continue to thank you for your well wishes and privacy for him and his family. So my thoughts are with Tiger and his family. I hope he gets well and he's able to recover to his best abilities and Hopefully, we'll be able to see Tiger in a year or so. And, yeah, I'm optimistic because he's a fighter and he's been able to fight back in life when things haven't gone his way. And that's the reason why he's one of the greatest athletes of all time. I just needed to get this into the world. I hope Tiger all I hope he gets good. And this was honestly very tough, I'm sure, for millions of people to watch on TV. Especially in the same time period of losing a great athlete such as Kobe Bryant in a different kind of accident, but It would have been game over if we lost Tiger Woods. So thank God that they said a neighbor of where he was in the car accident, they called immediately and they were able to get help for him. And obviously they probably didn't even know that it was Tiger Woods, but like, thank God they helped him. Like, thank God there are good people that decided to save a complete stranger. And the sheriff's department also said that this is a really bad spot for car accidents in Los Angeles. They say that there are bad accidents all the time, and it was in a spot where there's a lot of car accidents because it was like a a hilly area in the rolling hills of Los Angeles, and obviously he was accelerating too fast and wasn't able to come to a stop or decelerate to a point that he went off the road. Anyway, I wish Tiger the best. Just try to stay positive if you're out there and you're shaken up about this. I know I was. And I know a lot of people that love Tiger Woods just as a fan. So I'm sure this wasn't easy for anybody that is a sports fan because he's one of the best of all time in any sport. So get well, Tiger. Prayers are with you. What's good, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. How we doing? It is Saturday, and that part that I...
put in at the beginning was my immediate reaction to the news about Tiger Woods. Obviously, very shaken up. Everybody that is a sports fan can relate to that. But picking the episode back up, it's Saturday. We got a really good day of sports headed our way tonight. We got the Knicks facing the Indiana Pacers at 8 o'clock. And the Knicks have been playing pretty well as of late. They are coming off a victory the other night against the Kings. A 19-point victory. And Emmanuel quickly had a very solid performance the other night. 25 points, 5 for 10 from the field. And obviously we want to see Emmanuel quickly get more minutes as the season progresses and time goes on. Julius Randle had 21 points. He was 2 for 4 from 3-point range, 14 rebounds, 4 assists, and 1 steal for the first time All-Star. Derrick Rose, 18 points. He started that game. R.J. Barrett, 12 points, 2 for 3 from 3, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. Alec Burks, 24 points off the bench, 8 for 12 from the field, 5 threes on 8 attempts, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. He's been really clutch for the Knicks this season, coming off the bench and contributing to a very young team, and he's been doing a... Very solid job for the Knicks. And the Nets continue to be one of the powerhouses in the Eastern Conference. And they've been winning. I believe they won eight in a row at this point. And they're really having some injury-plagued times. Obviously, KD and Kyrie both have injuries all the time. Today, it was announced that Kyrie would be out for tonight's game against the Mavericks with a shoulder injury, missing his 11th game of this season. And... KD is supposed to be out for the All-Star game as he recovers from a hamstring injury that's been lingering over the past couple weeks. And, yeah, James Harden has been really taking the team into his own hands and has been the heart and soul of the Nets Especially when players like Kevin Durant and Kyrie are on the sidelines with injuries. James Harden is one of the premier players in the league. And that doesn't really have to be explained any further. But he's been playing like a madman. Obviously, he's an all-star this year. And he's been playing at his peak performance all season. So... 
The Nets face the Mavericks tonight at 8.30 on ABC, prime time. It's a busy night of sports tonight. We also have a fight night in the UFC, headlined by Jarzinho Rosenstruck taking on Surreal Gane, Gan. This is a heavyweight matchup, and it will definitely not be one that's boring. This will have a lot of fireworks. Hopefully, uh, we get a knockout in this main event. And this is a pretty good card. Starting with the prelims at 6 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. And this is an ESPN Plus exclusive, not on regular TV tonight. So, we got Pedro Munoz taking on Jimmy Rivera. And Alex Caceres taking on Kevin Kroom. Alexander Hernandez. Young Upstart taking on Tiago Moises. And, yeah, it's not an action pack card. But it's a solid card for an ESPN Plus fight. And Rosenstrike is obviously one of the top contenders in the heavyweight division. And Gan is undefeated. And this should be a very interesting main event tonight. Look forward to seeing that. So a little bit more UFC news. Dustin Poirier was recently on Joe Rogan yesterday. It was released. And essentially, it's sounding like there's going to be a trilogy with him and Conor McGregor probably this summer. And if he doesn't fight Conor, he said that he wants to fight Nate Diaz potentially at welterweight. Moving up in weight. And that would honestly be something to watch for. Obviously, Nate Diaz is one of the legends of UFC and MMA in general. He's been around forever. And him against Dustin Poirier is a matchup that fans would definitely want to see. But for the opportunity to see the third fight with Conor McGregor, and obviously we got to see how Conor's mindset and game plan differs from the second fight. Obviously, Conor was victorious in the first fight, and Dustin took the second fight. And we all saw how the leg kicks were really effective in drawing Conor in, and then really affected the rest of his performance because he wasn't really able to move to the best of his ability once his leg was compromised. So it would definitely be interesting to see how he develops a different approach to Dustin Poirier. And yeah, you got to wonder if Dustin Poirier would go at him the same way or if he would try to do something different. So that was some news from this week. Obviously, we're like 
a week or so away from Israel Adesanya fighting for the light heavyweight championship against Jan Blahovich. And if Adesanya wins there, who knows what he'll do. Will he try to go up to heavyweight to find John Jones if he is the champion at some point in the next year? Obviously, he's going to be the two-weight champ, and we'll see if he goes back down to middleweight or if he stays up in weight and relinquishes the title eventually or if he'll fight at both weights. I guess we'll have to see. But with Dustin Poirier potentially fighting Conor McGregor in the trilogy, which is most likely going to be happening this summer, that frees up the lightweight division, and especially with everything going on with Khabib and not knowing his definite future, obviously with the passing of his father and being undefeated, being one of the main factors that is facing the decision of if he's going to come back and fight again or if he's going to take his 29-0 and record and just hang up his boots for the last time. So, who knows? But a fight that Joe Rogan thinks is inevitable to happen would be Charles Oliveira versus... Michael Chandler, or Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje. It could go either way. Obviously, Michael Chandler coming off the probably one of the biggest wins of his career, his UFC debut over Dan Hooker, in a very impressive knockout fashion. Very quick knockout. He didn't really get to show off all of his skills. He's a dominant wrestler. And he basically just swarmed Hooker very fast. And the fight was over pretty quickly in the first round. So two very explosive fighters in Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. Obviously, Charles Oliveira is right there as well. And I guess we'll have to see how the matchups play out it's a fun time to be a UFC fight fan though it's going to be a crazy upcoming year for the UFC especially with the fact that we haven't seen John Jones in like a year and he's one of the greats and one of my favorite fighters of all time and we have a lot of fighters that are returning soon. TJ Dillashaw is supposed to return this year, and obviously he's one of the better fighters that we've seen in quite some time and has had his problems with performance-enhancing drugs, and obviously he got popped and had a ban for a couple of years, and he's trying to redeem himself. So I'm interested to see that play out. And it was announced 
the other day that Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo are going to be fighting for the second time, I believe, in May. June 12th, sorry. Yep, the flyweight title rematch. Obviously, it was a great fight between Moreno and Figueredo the first time a couple months ago. So, that'll be a great fight. June 12th. Alright, so let's switch over to some NFL news. So Russell Wilson has been in the news lately, obviously, because people around him can't keep quiet and let him decide how he announces what he wants to do. His team basically came out and said that like they weren't happy with how he was being protected with the offensive line in Seattle, and obviously he has to run around a lot, very similar to how Patrick Mahomes has to deal with his gameplay, and basically he has to scramble a lot just to make plays happen. Obviously, Russell Wilson is a mobile quarterback, and he's able to air it out and the offensive line in Seattle obviously wasn't the best, and they have to work towards gaining better pieces that can help Russell Wilson. And obviously the Seahawks didn't have the result that they wanted this year, and he basically has a four-team list that he said that he would be okay to be traded to if he was going to be traded. And that list includes the Cowboys, the Saints the Raiders, and the Chicago Bears. Russell Wilson, he's 32 at this point in his career. And he's been pretty clear that he wasn't really that happy with how the team played last year, and that's obvious. Like, if you're getting hit all the time, that's on your offensive line, and that's not really on you. So they got to make some changes and they got to figure out how they're going to keep Russell Wilson happy because otherwise he has the leverage to basically want to get out of there as soon as possible. And now he basically gave the four teams that he would be okay to going to. So I guess we'll see how that plays out. Another free agent that we're looking to is J.J. Watt still waiting to figure out where he's going to go. He obviously has the whole league on notice with whatever team he decides to go to, and he can make certain defenses even more of a threat with certain teams like L.A. teaming up with Aaron Donald hypothetically or in Tampa Bay, adding to their insane defense with Jason Pierre-Paul and Dominic Kong-Soo, 
and all of the other factors on Tampa Bay. Or he could go team up with his brother in Pittsburgh. He could go to the Bills. A bunch of teams that already have insane defenses is the point. And if they... I shouldn't even say they. Because we don't even know what team is going to be able to actually land J.J. Watt. But he's going to be one of the top free agents that we're going to be tracking all offseason up until he signs with somebody. So that's that. Deshaun Watson, obviously he's not happy in Houston. Dealing with Jack Easterby, their president, and just like, he doesn't want to be in Houston anymore. He's giving it his all over the span of his career. And he basically has told them every single time that they've been trying to keep him that they <laughs> that he just doesn't want to be there anymore. And he should be able to move on. And last summer he signed a four-year, $156 million contract extension that runs through 2025. So obviously his contract is a hefty one that will be inevitably off to a new team. And obviously we'll have to wait and see on where he's going to end up. Will he end up in New York like Jeff fans on the internet want? Will he end up in Chicago? A lot of people have their speculations on where he could potentially go. Miami is a potential landing spot for him. And he could potentially change a franchise's trajectory with just being added to the roster. Like, he's a very athletic player. There's also talks that he might go to Carolina. He's from that area of the country. So there's a lot of different potential places that Deshaun Watson could end up. And it's going to be a very interesting offseason to see. So last night, the Rangers beat the crap out of the Boston Bruins in the first game that they allowed fans back in at Madison Square Garden since all the COVID lockdown shit. And, yeah, they've been playing pretty well. And, obviously, they're a very young team. And having two new goalies this year, Shesterkin and Gagoriev, They've both been playing as best they can. Our defense has been playing better as of late, and the Rangers have been playing way more physical than they have at the beginning of the season. And obviously they're a team that's still looking for their identity as a team. Are they going to be the fast physical team? Are they going to... I don't know. Are they going to be the team that's going to be checking the other team? It depends, but 
they've been playing pretty well. And game by game with them. And obviously they're growing as a franchise. So we just got to hope that they could build on some of the wins that they get and hopefully get a few in a row. Obviously, they don't have the best record right now. But Chris Kreider, he's been the heart and soul of the team for years now. He had a goal and an assist last night. Ryan Strom, he's been playing pretty well. Colin Blackwell, Pavel Buchnevich, among others, have been contributing all season for the Rangers. And like I've said in other episodes, I really want to go to a game. It's been too long. I just got to figure out the logistics and need to go get COVID tested because I don't do that. So it's the opportunity to go to a game and enjoy myself. I'll probably have to go do that. Probably will not be the best situation, but I'm trying to go to a Nick game. Or a Ranger game. Pretty soon. So a little recap of this week's uh, streetwear. So there wasn't any Supreme this week. Kith released their Paris collection. I picked up one of the... Long sleeve t-shirts. And has basically the blueprint of the new Kith store in Paris on the back of it. So I thought that was kind of interesting. A little bit different. Kith is doing a release with Biggie Smalls' family. And his foundation again. And... It looks like they're going to be releasing a bunch of different sweatshirts. They're releasing a box logo, a kit box logo with Biggie's face in the box logo. Pretty cool. Saw a little picture on Instagram about that. So looking forward to that. And I'll update you guys when I know more about that release. Should be within a week or so, I'm assuming, if they're previewing it on Instagram. So, another decently sized brand that I've really come to appreciate is Palace Skateboarding. And it's honestly very comparable to a Supreme or Kith on the kind of level that we've kind of grown to appreciate from like a quality brand, especially like a skateboard company that has basically transformed into like a mainstream 
kind of form of fashion. So Palace is a skateboarding company, obviously, similar to Supreme. And even though that people wear it all over the world that don't skateboard, it's more of attracting an audience that basically can be fanatical at times and having a target market that basically is beneficial for the company. It's obviously a younger demographic with all these brands that pop up and people want to have the newest and latest. So this week in Palace, sometimes they don't really drop too many items. They sometimes keep it simple and only drop like 10 items a week sometimes. It depends on the week. I picked up this pretty cool fleeced hood on this hoodie. It's kind of like a patchwork hoodie in a bunch of different colors and has like a fleece hood on it. Like it's stuff like that, that basically makes a little twist on certain normalized pieces of clothing and then making it abstract is the reason why people get so hyped for it. And especially with the influencers that they get for it, Palace does a lot of influencer collabs that are rappers like Lil Got It was seen in this hoodie. He's obviously not the most prominent rapper, but they basically get these rappers to rock the stuff and post about it so they gain more notoriety. And it's just like having the right opportunities and designing new and cutting edge stuff that's basically gonna be different from everything that we've been seeing over the past couple of years. So Palace every Friday at 11 a.m. Supreme is back this week though and they're releasing the Nike SB Dunks. Obviously one of the more hyped items of this month. And there's supposed to be a pretty decent amount of them, apparently, so I've been reading. I'm obviously trying to get my hands on any pair that I can for retail on Thursday at 11 a.m. on Supreme's website. And, yeah, we got to keep our fingers crossed for that because, like, honestly, like, the bots are going to be awoken for that one. (laughs) If I get a pair, I'm making an episode right after I get those because I honestly probably wouldn't believe it. And, yeah, that would be pretty crazy. So, yeah, just wanted to tap in with you guys, and it hasn't been the easiest week for me. I've been dealing with some personal stuff, kind of down on myself, worried about some things about my future, and 
where I'm headed, but I don't know where I'm headed, but I'm headed there. And if anybody's out there and they don't know exactly where they're heading, I feel you and just keep grinding. And we're going to make it there one day. And thank you for listening to another episode of One Stop Shop. I'll see you guys soon. Peace out.